Hi there, I'm Dean Heskin of Swiss American Trading Corporation. Thank you for tuning in to our uh, most recent episode here of The Secret War on Cash, where we discussed uh, various financial, political, economic issues that um, I hate to actually say that kind of are plaguing our country right now, plaguing America. Uh, we have had a, a year uh, full of uh, problems in our banking system. Uh, inflation is rearing its ugly head. Uh, we have real estate, uh, especially in the commercial marketplace, that looks like it's on the brink of something very bad happened, about to take place. Uh, we haven't spoken about it in a few weeks, but we've got the formation of BRICS, the alliance that is uh, dead set on the de-dollarization of this world, which would have more than likely some tremendously negative uh implications for the U.S. dollar. So I have with me today Chris Agalestos, my co-host. Chris, good morning. How are you? Doing well. Uh, finishing up my Christmas shopping, so I'm ex- ex- exceedingly uh, happy for Amazon right now. You're, you're running out of daylight, so I'd get that done sooner versus later. <laughs> um, it's, been a, it's been a really quick turn this holiday season. I mean, it seems like yeah. just a blink ago it was uh, Thanksgiving, and now we're staring Christmas right in the face. Um, you know, I, th- this whole year has actually just been a blur. It's flown by so f- so quickly. Yeah. So now I don't want to sound negative, but man, it seems like the U.S. banking system has been under fire all year long. We now we all know that there's always spin going on in the news, and these days you've, you basically have to have your head on a swivel to keep up with all this. Uh, the article on your screen highlights banking issues that stem back to the pandemic that we've seen a lot. You know, we kicked off the year with the, um, uh, what was it? The Silicon, Silicon Valley bank, um, their closure. Um, yeah. we've seen several other banks in this uh, suffer the same fate, fate, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the same issues we're discussing today, nearly four years later where banks are denying, customers funds or access to their funds, but it's, it's all in the same vein. Banks main functionality. I think everybody would agree on this is to service customers. That's what they're doing. We bring in their money mm-hmm. and they provide a service where they keep our money. Uh, they allow us access to our money if we need it so we can live our life and do the things that we need to do financially. They, Next need to support shareholders, which is the first hand washes the second. The more they take care of the customers, that helps the shareholders. Is this the new model of banking, model of banking, I should say? Um, Mm. Should we expect this to be the the new norm where, you know, banks, well, as you see on the article on your screen there, again, uh, uh, this bank was fined 21 million for illegally freezing accounts. I mean, how is this even possible? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it, we're seeing more and more of it, so it's uh, again, you know, kind of becoming desensitized to it. And uh, you know, what you mentioned was, I think, the old model of banking, where banks are supposed to uh, take take care of their customers. And um, and what what used to happen, right? Think back to when we were younger, watching uh, westerns. Uh, you know, not, not to to date myself, but um, you know, you'd have somebody go in and they would rob the bank. And now the model's flipped a little bit. And I I think that uh, the banks are robbing the people (laughs) and they have so much power and control uh, over over our money that we're we're really, you know, close to helpless. Um, And and these fines, you know, twenty one million dollars, you know, while, while that sounds like a lot of money and it is obviously for the average person, that's not a lot 
for these banks. And so these are little, uh, little slaps uh, on the wrist. And, you know, is that really enough to, to make a difference? You know, I, I think about, uh, you know, some, something recent that, that drives me crazy and maybe other parents can relate to it is, um, you know, these food delivery services. When I, I see my kids, you know, ordering, um, you know, Chipotle or something, and you know, a normal meal now costs about fifteen dollars, which also is is a little crazy to me. Uh, but then they pay seven, eight, nine, ten dollars for delivery, and so I I told my kids, look, I'll, I'll pay for your meal, but I'm not paying for your delivery because you're too lazy to go get it. And so, in essence, what I was doing was, you know, finding them five, six, seven dollars, but I was still paying for the fifteen dollar meal. And I think that's what's happening to the banks here. Well, guess what? My kids still ordered those meals. They just covered the delivery charge because that was cheaper than the meal. As soon as I switched it to, okay, I'll pay for your food if you go pick it up. If you want it delivered, now you have to foot the whole bill. Well, guess what? They stopped ordering. And, and that's what it's going to take here, I think, for the banks to uh, kind of step in line is to really have some real pain. You know, if they're making hundreds of millions of dollars or even billions of dollars and they're being fined millions again that's a, a small uh, cost of doing business and i i don't think it's going to change anytime soon um you know i think most of the politicians are in the the bank's pockets um and i even had a friend right. yesterday of all days that that told me they just got a letter from their bank um telling them that he has you know, something like maybe uh two or three weeks to get his money out of the bank because they're they're closing his account and they didn't provide any reason um they just said you know we're we're going to be we're choosing to close your account he called them and got transferred up the line to a few people and nobody would nobody would tell him why and he said that's fine you know I'll take my money I'll go somewhere else but I've had this account for you know 3 years now can you just tell me wh why why is it that you're you're refusing to give me service now all of a sudden. And, and they simply would not give them an answer. And so, I mean, that kind of tells you the mindset from a customer service standpoint that, sure. that these banks have. And, and if we ran a business like that, I can guarantee you we'd be out of business. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And, uh, you know, it's very creative what you did with your children in terms of like fixing the, the, the <laughs> delivery cost. Um, the problem, I, in, from my perspective, with the banks is that there really is no incentive for them to improve. And the reason I say that yeah. is because even if, you know, what, what would be a penalty? Well, people get upset and start pulling their money out of that bank and go into another bank, but it's not singularly one bank out there that's doing this. It's across right. the board. Uh, so, so what bank do you use? Not to mm -hmm. mention, even if, even if people did pull their money out and did go to another bank and they and that bank felt the financial pinch of that. Any bank that gets in trouble, the government's right there to help them, give them money, bail them out anyway. So yeah. the, there's really no penalty. You know, it's it's yeah. something. So so with that said, how does the situation correct itself or improve when there's really nothing that is going to motivate it to correct itself or improve? And that right. you know kind of leads into the the second article you see on your screen there, um, and this has become all too familiar, but it's related to the article where in this case, funds were being wrongfully seized. Now, a year later, the funds haven't even been returned. And in this case, it's $30,000. <laughs> and, 
And yeah. in recent podcasts, we've been talking about how much U.S. households have been suffering and struggling to pay their bills and buy groceries mm-hmm. and things that, you know, again, those real life issues was well, the article on the screen shows it's example. And unfortunately, a, a common example anymore of someone who lost this 30 grand, 30 grand yeah. for, for one year. And, yeah. you know, maybe to some that's not a, a world of money, but it's 30 grand is a lot of money. And yeah. especially in today's economy, when you have these real issues of people struggling to, you know, just cover their their bare essentials. I mean, you, I, we have seen so many examples of this, Chris. How does this continue to happen? And I mean, is there any light at the end of the tunnel that's not basically an oncoming train? No, unfortunately, I, I, I really don't think so. Um, for all the reasons that we've been been talking about here, you know, there, there just really is no penalty. Um, in fact, in this case, even though uh, I think I think the person just got their money back or is supposed to be getting it back uh, from B of A, um, not to throw them under the bus, but they deserve it. Um, and, and again, they had to fight for a year. Now, luckily, this person happened to have some some other money that, that they could live on. But you know, with most people living paycheck to paycheck, uh, what, what is it? I think six out of 10 uh, households. So most people, you know, would have been in trouble. And, and what would their penalties have been? Well, not not paying their bills, you know, maybe being def- behind uh, uh, on their electric or water payment, um, right. maybe getting evicted. You know, there's a lot of penalties if we can't get access to our money. Um, but you know, there were no penalties on the, on the bank here. So I I think, unfortunately there is no incentive, um, no real incentive for them to change. And I think that's why people need to protect themselves, uh, diversify themselves, not be completely reliant on one bank and not to be completely reliant on the banking system. You have to have some money outside of the bank, you know, whether that's, you know, right. maybe a mix of things, you know, obviously we work a lot with physical metals uh, because people like the the uh, security and, and you know, they like having something tangible that's been around and, and valuable for thousands of years um, or even, you know, cash on, on hand as well, you know, makes sense. I think you, you've got to have your eggs in, in different baskets because if you are 100% reliant on the banking system and even more so, you know, one bank in that system, it's just a matter of time before this comes to your house and then you're really going to have to deal with it. For sure. I mean, and it, again, like we mentioned a moment ago, it's, the, it's the banks, and so it does have a, in effect, it has an impact on each and every one of our lives. It's uh, going to have a, a greater impact if it's you, your or my 30 grand that's being seized and froze by the bank for, you know, this indefinite period of time. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, you know, the, the reality of this whole banking situation is it's, it's not improving whatsoever. In fact, if anything, it's literally by the day we just are seeing more, <laughs> and more stories like this. And mm-hmm. for those of you tuning in, if that the, the reason that we have this podcast entitled The Secret War on Cash, it is a war on your cash. I mean, what people, some people might ask, well, what, is, what does secret war on cash mean? Well, this is it. Your cash that you, you with, with good faith, put into a bank so that you could have it there when you need it. And that is being stripped away from you. And you know, it's funny. People say, well, the, the, the government and the banks, they're they're in cahoots with each other. You know, how, 
that is a it's a fair statement. I mean, when you have banks who there's been a, a, an abundance of improprieties out there, and at the first th- thing that happens where the bank's in trouble, the, the government is right there to bail them out. Uh, this mm-hmm. poor person who had their thirty grand seized, there's nobody there to help them. I mean, they may lean on a family member, but there is no structural uh, bailout that exists for you right. and I, the everyday consumers. So, well, thanks for sharing that, Chris. And, um, you know, as we kind of wind down here at the, the year 2023, this will definitely be a topic we'll be discussing again. Uh, thanks, if you, thanks for those of you who have been tuning in. And if you want some information, like to get a copy of Secret War on Cash, contact our office at 800-289-2646 or online at SwissAmerica.com. Uh, We'd be happy to get that out to you. Uh, Chris, thanks again. We look forward to next year. And as I mentioned, um, the the bank thing will be a topic for sure that we'll be covering again. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't uh, already subscribed to this podcast, we'd love you to do so. Leave comments if you'd like. I'd love to hear what you have to say. And if you're not following us on social media, uh, that's a great thing to do as well as we have a lot of information we put out to you there as well. So thanks so much. Until next time, we will uh, continue to watch this and other things and get back with you.